Hello and welcome back to another episode of Perp Take. My name is Ethan Spazarski. I am joined by the usual crew of Jacob Staley, Paul Kircher, and Carson Shapel. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their clutch come-around victory yesterday. And we'll be mentioning about tonight's college football championship game. All that and more here on Perp Take. Right, so if we're going to start anywhere, we got to start with Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Baltimore Ravens 16-13 to to help get one-third of the step of the way there to the playoffs. Jacksonville technically won before the Steelers did, but they big upset over the Indianapolis Colts. And then the final game of the year, final game of the night. Chargers Raiders. All we need is not to end in a tie, and the Steelers are in. I personally, I, I wanted the Raiders to go in because I love the energy they brought the whole game. I also have family involved with the Raiders, so it is a little biased. But I'm telling you, by eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, I was convinced. I was like, you know what? The, Ra- the Raiders got it. They got it. I can start to ease a little myself. I can start making my lunch in the morning for the morning. And all of a sudden, I go back, and Justin Herbert takes this drive, gets a two-point conversion, and now it's a one-score game. And then a little bit later, Justin Herbert, with a minute 57, drives down four fourth-down conversions to Austin Eckler in the end zone for the t- – or, or, excuse me, it was Mike Williams for the touchdown. I was thinking uh, Eckler had that two. Eckler had an amazing game, per usual. Austin Eckler – uh, prop, very much underrated. Had an amazing game. So did Herbert. Um, so then, um, so then we get uh, Raiders get the. I mean, Raiders lost the toss, or well, actually, technically the Chargers won the toss, but so they go down field goal. Raiders get a field goal, and next thing you know, the Raiders get the ball back, going down, and. It's looking like it's a dead drive. It's looking like done the water. I, th- I think the Steelers are screwed out of the playoffs here. Because you can tell both teams at this point were just like, you know what? Let's take what we can and leave. And then Staley, ironically enough, the head coach. Exactly. I'm pretty sure he's related to you. Head coach of the uh, L.A. Chargers there. Maybe. Called a timeout with, I think, like 39 seconds left. <clears throat> Derek Carr. They snap the ball, or they let the clock run out till three seconds. Carlson kicks the game-winning field goal. He's nine for nine in the stadium in field goals. That's one of that. I think that's literally like the best start in the home stadium in the modern Super Bowl era. I'm pretty sure I read. Either way, Raiders knock out their rivals, the Chargers. Crazy, crazy game. I don't think at Week 18 worth the hype. It definitely. It definitely viewership yesterday had to have been crazy because there were a lot of really good games, a lot of AFC games that determined where everyone placed. With the NFC, it was just between the Cardinals and the Rams, but it was that 49ers Rams game was great. Great week 18. What was your favorite moment about it, boys? Discuss. Gotta be Jacksonville Colts. You can't say that game was not the greatest game this year. But. What? It had to be the greatest game this year. I think it was the greatest overall week. I wouldn't say game, but I mean, I can see why. I mean, the greatest upset. Uh, uh, for the Steelers, I should say. Okay. 
for yeah, the Steelers. It, it, it was, was the greatest game this week. It was the greatest game for the Steelers. Um, with Jacksonville winning, um, I think that is huge. And I know there's been controversy like, oh, were they going to tie the Raiders and the Chargers? They were not going to tie on purpose. That game was totally rigged. It seemed like they were going to. Derek Carr admitted, like, he was like, it looked like we were going to have to, but so did the he coach. was like, the, the mindset the entire time. He was like, I want to win this game. That's what Carr said. He goes, I didn't want to tie, but if we had to, I was going to do it. But whenever he called the timeout, that changes everything. That changes everything. And it really does, because think about it. Why would you call the timeout there? You're not going to get the ball back. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an end-of-down situation. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was I, – I, I don't understand Staley's uh, choice there. Either way, the Chargers, two years in a row now, have really good talent, and they were better than they were last year, and they didn't make the playoffs, uh, which really goes to say something. Maybe – and it's definitely not Herbert because Herbert's phenomenal. I, I really like Justin Herbert. I thought Eckler played great. I just don't think Keenan Allen was involved a lot and made big, big enough plays. Jared Cook did pretty good. Mike Williams should have got more involved, but their top two receivers weren't involved at all in the game. Think about it, like they involved Darius Guyton a lot in uh, Palmer too out of uh, Tennessee. He was the rookie. He did pretty good. A lot of no names were stepping up, but you didn't hear Kenny and Allen's name a lot either. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me, I I said at the beginning of the week, I was like the Ravens Steelers games are always close. Mm-hmm. They're never not close because these teams don't like each other. They go back and forth. It's a lot of defense. Um. That didn't surprise me a lot, uh, but I think biggest surprise to me definitely was um, the 49ers going and beating the Rams. Because it's not the fact that Kyle Shanahan has a better record than Sean McVay when they face each other. But to me, where the momentum was going, I was like, you know what? I think the Rams got this. In SoFi, they were up 17-3 at the half. McVay's 43-0 going into the ha- when leading at the half. And then Jimmy G and his messed up thumb said, Anna. And they took over. And the Rams are my team. I love the Rams. And now they're a, I think they're a four seed? Four. Yeah, they're the four seed. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, did anyone else have anything to comment on, like, interesting moments, games? It, how about this? Who stood out player-wise? Who, who really put up? Who really put up? Put up or shut up? From that game or any game? Just any game. Josh Jacobs, Raiders. Josh Jacobs, right? He had well, well over. After, he had like t- almost thirty carries for over hundred yards. Yeah, he played great. And with after that timeout that Staley did call, he had the biggest run of the game. It might have only been for however many yards, like seven, but still, he ran over someone to get them closer to get that field goal. If he doesn't get those yards, they don't kick that field goal, and they are just happy with a tie and say. Okay. That's that's rookie. Josh Jacobs right there. That yeah. was rookie season type stuff by Josh Jacobs. Um, mine has to be, I'm pretty sure his name is Jaquan Jennings. Let me just double check real quick. 49ers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, oh, it's Jawan. It's Jawan Jennings. Yeah. Let me read you his stat line real quick. Six receptions, 94 yards, and two touchdowns, seven targets. I mean, not the biggest stat line ever, but caught a pass from Debo. He, he, made the, he was in part of the clutch plays, breaking tackles. Uh, I think that's really important to remember. I, I was really impressed with the 49ers' offensive movement in the second half. Jimmy G threw for 316 yards and his messed up thumb. I thought that was amazing. I never want to hear any Jimmy G slander. Ever. Yeah, facts. Jimmy G's. I, in coming into the season, I was a little hesitant, but 
If Jimmy G happens to get let go by the 49ers by the end of the season because they're ready for Trey Lance, he's arguably – he's up there for the best free agent come quarterback. To, come to them Steelers, baby. <laughs> All right, uh, Paul. Well, I think T.J. Watt, but not like on a good game. I think he had a good game, but he also broke – did he break it? Or no, he, he tied it. So, he so here's the thing. It? So with that Huntley sack where he fumbled the ball and picked it up, he, therefore, is qualified as a runner, not a quarterback. So they took that away. But then the sack where um, Hayward got called for a personal foul because he kind of hit up top, T.J. Watt, Watt was around his legs, and they didn't give him a half a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it, it shouldn't have even been a penalty. They both ducked their head. The QB I, gave up and just tucked his head down like an idiot. QB, well, Brent Huntley, I mean, in all the QBs in, the, in that situation have, like, championship you know like a championship advantage whenever you're talking like wrestling and stuff like if you get disqualified championship advantage qbs have like that advantage if something happens um so i per i mean tj watt though no really i'm very impressed tj watt's an absolute stud Najee harris absolute stud i'm glad we'll get to see one more game for ben maybe he has a chance to win a game i really i can um so for those of you who do not know the Steelers since they did win they are in the playoffs as we mentioned but they are the number 7 seed which means they have to play the second best team because Titans get a first run by so the number 2 team in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs We're going back to Kansas City back as in what what week was it where we got or, uh what was it week 14 week 15 where we played in Kansas City and got manslaughtered yeah. like 36 to 3 or something I can tell you, boys, I I can tell you everyone is heavy against the Steelers in this situation. They're currently 13.5-point thir- underdogs. As in, for those of you who don't know what that means, people are saying the Chiefs are going to score 14 points or are going to win by at least 14 points. That's the spread, which is a good bit. I don't know. The Chiefs... Uh... Called it close against the Broncos. Chiefs called it. You know what? Their past couple games up. have been close. The Broncos are quarter. To be honest, if you ask me, they're quarterback and maybe a few defensive adjustments away from mm-hmm. being a legit Super Bowl contender. Nah, don't don't disrespect Drew Lock. Drew Lock is. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, he's not. He's not that good. He yes, at one he point. Is. He at that he's point. At one anymore. point, he was really like four for ten for twenty seven yards. Okay. And but I mean, he did have two rushing touchdowns. Um, but no, Carson, what were you saying about the Chiefs and stuff? I was just saying the Broncos held their own against the Chiefs. You know, you got to give they them really the props. They really did. Yeah, no, I really think, considering you, like, you trade Von Miller, you lose Demarius Thomas like the way he did. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And the Broncos, to be honest, finishing, eight, uh, what was it, 7-10 or 8-9? Can someone double check for me real quick? Either way. 7-10. Um, 7-10. You know what? I think the Broncos, they, they, gave, their, they gave their own. Kansas City's still 13 and over. It's the AFC West. Oh, oh, away, excuse me, and away games. So, I mean, that, that goes and says something. He can win away from home and he can win at home. So, um, but Kansas City, to be honest, we'll, um, we'll talk about more this Wednesday. Fun, I should have said this in the intro. Um, heading into playoffs, we're not going to discuss any playoff predictions yet. Wednesday, there's going to be another per take episode released. A rare time we do two podcasts in one week. Wednesday, make sure to tune in. After school, we will have a perp take ready with all our NFL playoff predictions and what we have to say. And on that note, real quick, we're going to turn tonight at 8 o'clock, I believe. It is the college football championship. Alabama, the number one seed, takes on the number three seeded Georgia Bulldogs. 
in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. Boys, we talked about it before. Paul said Cincinnati was going to beat Alabama. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and we, we talked about how we mentioned if Georgia makes it here, does Georgia, can they, can they hold on to that lead because they were up 13 nothing the past three times? They've been up with at least 10 points and they've choked. Uh, let's go around the horn real quick. What's uh, thoughts and predictions? Let's hear them. Bring Alabama by a ton. By Alabama by a ton? Like, give me, can you give me, like, a relative, like, th- like 35-7? Oh, it's not going to be that. It's not 40, going to be that. 42-24. That, that was their – I was going to yeah. say, that was a, that's the score of the game before. Go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Georgia's winning. Georgia. <laughs> underdog. Mr. Un- you know what? i got to give Paul credit. He is an underdog kind of guy. Bryce Young's going to fold. <laughs> and Georgia's going to beat him. Why? It's, by, I'd say a field goal. Do you think, so do you think, what, is it because of Georgia's defense, they outplay, uh, or yeah. do you just think because Bryce Young's going to choke under pressure Bryce, Bryce like, for the first time in a while? Four interceptions. Four. Oh, my I, God. I, I don't, <laughs> you're not even trying. <laughs> All right, uh, Chapel, do you need me to or do you want me to say mine? Um, I'm going to have to go with Paul. I think Georgia's going to win. I'm an underdog, man. Underdog? Um, I, yeah, all right. All right. It, I, I feel like if Georgia plays like they did against Michigan, they're going to, like, they, I, I'm it's not gonna be close, but I feel I like th- they're gonna edge through. I thought Georgia was gonna win going in, and they did. I didn't think it was gonna be by that much. Uh, so I, I remember. I'll never forget the feeling. Every time I turn on a college football game and Alabama's playing, I just sit there and I'm like, "This game's gonna be, this game's gonna be not even close." And by the end of it, by the end of it, I'm gonna be ready to. I'm gonna be going upstairs and just not focusing on this because this game's gonna be gone. Um, Bryce Young versus Stenson Bennett. I'm I'm gonna stick with Staley. Uh, Bama's uh, gonna win their uh, seventh championship in uh, in nine years. Uh, let's be real. Nick Saban's gonna get another ring and another national championship under his belt and on his ring. Don't sleep on uh, Bryce Young. I just Bryce Young's a really really good quarterback, and that Alabama defense, that linebacker Anderson, number thirty one, he's a freak. Uh, wait, um, and then that Brian Robinson, uh, the running back, he's a stud muffin too. Uh, I just, Alabama's offense is too good to be held down for too long. Uh, I don't see Georgia, you can't just, Mr. Kirby, what's his face? I forget his name. Kirby Smart. Kirby. He has four rings, so you can't sleep. I, no, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I think it's close, but I don't think you hold down Alabama for long, even if you do. Uh, I think Alabama walks away with the national championship. So it's two and two. We'll have to come Wednesday. We'll have our answer, and we'll, we'll see who is right and who is the wrong. I know I will be tuning into tonight's game. It is at eight o'clock Eastern on ABC. Feel free to tune in and watch. We will have all the playoff schedule uh, games coming up on Wednesday. I'm being pointed to by Chapel. Chapel, what do you want to say? There's going to be something very memorable in this game. Oh, definitely. There's there, going to be. There oh, yeah. is going to be something crazy, like a game-ending. You know. Yeah. It's going to be like uh, their Auburn game. Re- yeah. It's going to be like which one? Auburn's been in like six primetime games. The one where they returned. The but when they returned the. Oh uh, yeah, the, the oh that was there's Chris. That was Corey Davis too. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis there's for the be Jets. Something like that. Really, you think a, a, a kick six? Not a kick six exactly, but... No, like something... Yeah, all right. Something of the momentum. All righty, boys. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and joining in (laughs) on today's episode. I'm Ethan Spazarski. As usual, I'm joined by Jake Staley.
Paul Kircher, and Carson Chapel. We want to thank you for tuning in. And remember, Wednesday after school, we will have a NFL Playoffs podcast released. Thank you, and have a good time.